From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Hit it, Bobby. Hit it. Emergency sewed, bro. Yeah, hockey is back, and we are here to talk about it. So welcome into the Pucks Out podcast. Let's crack some beers and talk about hockey finally coming back. Let's do it. Let's do it. But to be fair, I'm cracking open a malt liquor, okay? Got this King Cobra. You got that Got that uh, Miller Lite. I can't even open mine, bro. Like, I got a Miller Lite Tallboy. That's a... Uh... That's the kind of day it's been for me. Is <laughs> can't even open my King Cobra. <laughs> We're excited. So, But don't forget to check out our What a Maneuver store to get all the apparel you need. Uh, check us out on the three majors of social media, at Pucks Out Pod, on YouTube, and on Patreon as well. Man, today's a good day. Today's yeah, a, it's been a good week. To, yeah, to man. We don't, uh, we don't usually record on Thursdays, but we told you guys we were going to bring you an emergency episode and here we are i mean you heard the horns that's <laughs> that signifies and then by the way i do want to correct something that i've just said i said this was a malt liquor this is a premium malt liquor oh. bro so i mean there you go let's get into it buddy yeah. let's go let's go how you been doing this uh Good, this two days i guess <laughs> got, got some new toys got a new mic and it just started downpouring like crazy downpour bro downpour i was like what the hell man yeah that's awesome yeah we got you got yourself a new mic so you can try to sound better than me bro <laughs> it ain't gonna happen dude uh lots to discuss i mean actually yeah. gonna be given an award given awards and so the ones that uh you win by default i'm I'm calling BS on, but the ones I win were clearly earned and worked hard for, obviously. So the people will see. The yeah. people will see through this. But yeah, so the Art Ross went to uh, Dreisaitl and the Rocket Richard to Ovechkin. So but, well, both of us lost on the Art Ross and, well, I thank, and I won the double down. Thank God I tricked you into not picking Dreisaitl because <laughs> you were about to pick him. And I was like, come on, bro. You got to pick. You got to pick McDavid and. You did, yeah. so. <laughs> but, all right, so I guess we should start off with Bettman's address. Uh, pretty Boo. much. Boo. Speaking of that, so the uh, the man who we, we don't want to talk about, but I guess we're going to, Mike Milbury, joined Twitter. And his second tweet, his second tweet out of the gate was that people shouldn't boo the commissioner. Yeah. Like, do you know the audience at all? Well, he knows his audience. And so, <laughs> like, people are going to follow Mike Milbury because they hate him, not because yeah. they love him. Like, he plays into his role. So Yeah, he plays a good heel. I think what they ought to do is... If they're having to, when Bettman's giving out the cup, I think they, the NHL ought to allow people to send in their booze and they pump <laughs> in the booze from across the world. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, Gary Bettman takes it pretty good in stride. I mean, I think that's a, that's a, a badge of honor for commissioners to get booed, you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, like for the NFL draft, I hated the fact that they had all those fans up and stuff when, when uh, Goodell was doing the picks and none of them booed. Like, are you kidding? You got the world watching you and you don't even boo them. Yeah. So, we got to boo Bettman. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it feels good. I will tell you that. All right. So, he started off by saying that there will be two hub cities 
uh, to be determined, and we should hopefully know them in the next three to six weeks. The a playoffs will be a 24-team format, which we'll talk, go into further details later. They will be play, uh, play-in games before the first round, which are best in five, and the division leaders will have a three-game round robin within the conference to determine seating. But this all starts, uh, I mean, we're in phase two right now. That all starts at the end at the end of all the phases, I guess, at the end of phase four. Phase three won't even start until J- July 1st at the earliest, and that's when teams can start practicing. You still have to go through that phase, and then, the I mean, I foresee puck drop, actual puck drop not even happening, if it does happen, around mid-August. They're going to ruin hockey next year. Yeah, no, and that's what I said all along. Listen, everyone wants there to be hockey. None of us don't want there to be hockey. Sure. The issue is we don't want to mess up two full seasons. Yeah. Now, I mean, I guess it goes back to are you going to be able to go back to regular hockey anyway? And so they may yeah. say they may say, well, we were never going to be able to go and play 82 regular season games next year because I mean, you can't you couldn't afford that without keeping fans in the stands and and yeah. You know, concessions and all that stuff. So it may be an instance in which hockey is already going to be ruined next year for from the regular season standpoint. So it may be a good opportunity to to get some hockey played and, and something that they can control more and have a specific number of games and a set set idea. I'm obviously excited about it, but but like you, I mean, it just just really depends on, on what, what goes on. But you mentioned the two hub cities, and it's funny because traditionally you'd say, oh, two hub cities, so they're going to play in L.A. and New York. <laughs> and like now it's probably like, so they're going to play in you know, Iowa and yeah. <laughs> there was a list. Uh, I didn't do enough homework. I don't have the list of the cities that are, are in the running. Nashville's not. I believe that the I actually got it right here. Hub cities: Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. I mean, it seems like you've gone the opposite of what you should do i mean you shouldn't go to a huge city that is so here's the thing there are multiple things that have to take into account a the number of cases of coronavirus in that city b are there enough hotel rooms to but they, you know let's be honest columbus i don't think has enough hotel rooms for well, all the teams las vegas and i think las vegas is the number because their numbers are not bad well uh, aren't they going to be like outside of the city though so i mean they said they want all the players very close to the arena well you got to think though i mean you have you can do there's 30 hotel rooms on floors and so you could do teams per hotel floor plus training staff coaches forget them no training staff <laughs> this is going to be your team and your team and your coach that's it you don't that's get all tape you ups get. <laughs> no tape no yeah. no no massages nothing bro this plus is taking they, it back to plus they have taken account many of these uh they they're starting to think about like the nba said that the family will be able to come with them you know, there's a chance this is like a three-month process. Are they really – and they're saying that they will have to be quarantined. So are they really going to say you can't see your family? Your new, like some players have already said, listen, when by the time this goes, like his firstborn child is due around that time. So he's – you know, so there's a lot to go into consideration. Um, I believe that Las Vegas and Toronto would be two solid locations. I definitely think that they should have one um, West Coast or Pacific time and one East Coast time. So that because if you have one like Central Time, like in yeah. Chicago, and then like in the West Coast, then people on the East Coast are going to be watching late hockey. I just you know I just don't understand why not why not do four hub cities and then move it down to two once you get to a you know what yeah. I'm saying more do do six and six 
in four different cities. And then you can go to even a third hub city and do and the and play the playoffs from there. I don't know. I mean I mean I'm sure there's a lot more logistics than we're just throwing out here. Yeah. So uh so yeah, but we do want to go on record and say there is no guarantee. Yeah, we hit the horn. That doesn't make it a guarantee. Bobby, <laughs> we we when we hit the horn. That was a guarantee, buddy. You can you can mark my words. We hit the horn, guys. Come all right, at Bobby if uh, you know if we don't play, but yeah. I'm gonna guarantee it. But Bobby's gonna take the heat for it if we don't. Yeah. But this is just an outline for if hockey comes back. Let's be honest. If we see a second coming of the virus, uh, they're they're gonna call it off. They're not gonna do this. I mean, you already have players like Max Domi, who's a diabetic, saying he will not take any part in this playoff. Yeah, you can't because you can't risk it. And I and I mean, listen, right. Your whole career for one weird playoff that even if you do win the cup, people are going to asterisk that cup. You know yeah. what I mean? And I disagree with the asterisk on the cup, but people will do it. I mean, sure. people will asterisk anything. Sure. I mean, unless your team wins, you're going to say, well, that wasn't a real playoff. Yeah. You know, like, even though some could say this playoff is harder than the normal Stanley Cup playoffs, which is could, already the hardest playoffs. In you could sport. say you could say that. But I only will. If the Preds win, yeah. if they don't win, I'm obviously going to be like, yeah, well, it wasn't really a fair comparison to, no. <laughs> but all right. So let's move into what the actual playoff bracket uh, entails. Let's start in the East. The top four seeds who are going to have a, uh, a round Robin are Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia. Uh, honestly, I be at halfway through the season when we started this podcast, I said, Boston was my clear favorite to win it all. It's hard to get bet against Philly right now. Yeah, for I mean, sure. However, I mean, I'm feeling looking at those teams and, and moving into the play-in rounds. Columbus, man, if it this is if any team has benefited from this break, it's Columbus. Yeah, the the amount of players they're going to get back are is going to be insane, and they're going to be a tough team to beat. And I, you know, Toronto is hating life because if they do get past Columbus, then they're more than likely they may have to they they probably have to play Boston. I I disagree honestly. As much as I've talked up Columbus, I mean it's not as though I'm a Columbus hater. You know I've talked yeah. them up all year. That's the teams that I brought up, and and you know I wanted to highlight what they've done with their uh, with their team and and not having a bunch of guys over seven million and losing all those guys. I think it benefits Washington the most, and I really mentioned that last week when we talked about Washington. Just getting, I mean, you already got a veteran core that won the cup a couple years yeah. ago, and they were poorly streaking. They were streaking downward, and you get them, give them some time to reset. I mean, yeah, this break is great for older guys. Ovechkin has been quarantining, so like he's got back to his normal liter of vodka a day, and that's just <laughs> really what he needs to to produce. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, the, the, the teams in here and we're, we're most certainly, I mean, not most certainly you can't guarantee anything in the playoffs, but it, but you always know hockey is unlike, it's not like NBA basketball where the eight seeds never going to win. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it's not, not saying, I don't even know if it ever has, but I'm not saying it can't, but I'm saying it just generally doesn't, but hockey, man, we're going to see one of these 12, 10, 11, you know, nine seeds that, that advance pretty far, in my opinion. I mean, you can't, like you said, Columbus, uh, but but they have a tough matchup right off the bat and against Toronto. Yeah. I mean, Toronto really benefited from the from this process. Uh, 
Panthers playing the Islanders. I think that's going to be a really, really good matchup. Uh, So just a quick rundown of the play-in rounds. Uh, We got number six Carolina taking on number 11 New York Rangers. They will play the number three-seeded team. Number seven Islanders versus number 10 Panthers. A winner will play number two. Number five Penguins versus number 12 Habs will play number four. And then the eighth seed Leafs will play the ninth seed Jackets, who will play number one. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, the I feel like the Penguins got a pretty nice draw there. I mean, the the Habs not uh, not not what you would look at as a as a real yeah. playoff contender. Is hey, look, I hope they go out and they win. I am very very excited for that Carolina New York Rangers matchup because yes, Rangers are the 11 seed. But they were streaking kind of like Philly was yeah. towards the end of the year. And so Carolina, Hur- uh, the, the Hurricanes, it, we'll see. We'll see what team shows up. And we've talked about that is that that was their biggest problem was they had a tough time winning games that they should definitely win. You know, uh, they. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that particular series. But, I mean, it's there's there is no – in NHL, there is no easy, easy game at all. So – if you had to pick um, one through four on the top four seeds, who do you think is going to get what seed there? I think w- number one is between Philly and Boston. Okay. I'm going to go from recent performance. I believe uh, – I either I want to go with recent performance, but I also want to go with history, and history tells me Philly's going to choke. So I'm going to go Boston at one, Philly at two, Washington at three, and Tampa at four. I'm going to go Boston, Tampa – Philly, Washington, I think is what uh what what I, where it'll land, and obviously that yeah. we have no idea. But and also we have to take into account that you know how seriously are these teams going to take the round robin games? Do sure. they really want to exert all? Because when when they do they really want to exert all their energy and risk injuries before like just to you know? Because let's be honest, Cause how big of a difference is it going to be be between them taking on? Carolina or Columbus. Well, I, mean, I would say you definitely wouldn't want the four seed yeah. and have to go play the Penguins. Um, but for sure, I mean that that'll be that'll be the biggest determining factor. Is I mean it wouldn't be wouldn't be tough. To, you know, I mean to get that one seed. I mean that's again another tougher matchup. Yeah. I mean if you're asking, I think I'd rather have the two seed yeah or the that's three what i'm seed. looking at yeah. you know so i mean it's it's gonna be weird how they how they exert their energy yeah and one good thing is that they are allowing unlimited roster spots okay i, so I not unlimited I'm, I'm sorry unlimited goalies but like 20 like is, they're adding a lot of roster spots that is super weird because i didn't get a phone call from john hines so are you sure oh did he not loop you in on, on the conference call my bad <laughs> that, that was you you were supposed to call me <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, but I'm excited. Uh, so let's go over to the West. The top four seeds in the West are St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and the Stars. Central holding it down. Central holding it down. Uh, some scary, scary teams up there for sure. But to go into this, just the play-in rounds, those are the top four seeds for the, the round robin. Uh, number eight, Calgary Flames playing number nine, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the winner will play the number one seed, and that's a tough draw for either of the, either any of the team that gets the one seed. Number five, Edmonton Oilers playing the number 12, Blackhawks. Winner will play number four. I mean, it's that's not really a spot that I think I'd like to be either, honestly. Uh, Vancouver playing uh, number seven, Vancouver playing number 10, Minnesota. 
They'll play the number two seed. I think that's the money spot to get is the number two seed right yeah, there. Yeah, and I mean, as, as hot as Minnesota was and how we talked them up, I mean, they were more streaking than they were a team that you fear. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, and then finally, the number three seed Predators uh, have are playing the number 11 seed Arizona Coyotes, and they'll play I'm sorry, the they're third. the number six seed Six Preds. seed. Oh, yeah. I, was, I shouldn't just tr- blindly trust you, man. <laughs> um, the six seed Preds playing the number 11 seed Coyotes, and the winner will play the number three seeded team. I would say that that's probably one of the more favorable matchups for, for teams, unfortunately yeah. for us. You know, I mean, I don't want to be, be sitting here saying that, but we don't if the top notch predators team comes to play you don't want to see them but we don't even know if they're going to go back and get back the coyotes you know yeah. what i'm saying the it's coyotes uh, have given us a lot of trouble over the years yeah and i mean taylor hall has an opportunity to come in and take a take a terrible uh what what has traditionally been a terrible franchise to i mean i you want them to, they want to win a playoff series. I mean, there's certain teams here that winning that winning one series is is a victory, in my opinion. I mean, Columbus, if they can win their win their matchup, that's a victory. If the Coyotes can win their matchup, that's a victory. Uh, I I mean, it's like the even the 12 seed Blackhawks. I wouldn't say that that's a victory for them because they've won cups before. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's 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 a very intriguing. They know how to win in the playoffs unless it's two years ago. Exactly. Then they don't know how to win. In exactly. The exactly. Hey, they were there was a shortage of brooms. <laughs> I think, man. No, but I'm I am external from the the things that we kind of downplayed as a, as a reason of why we were not as excited about it i am very very excited for this type of format this is something that you will we you don't get to see but probably will never ever get to see again i mean at least in our lifetime i mean this is a very very intriguing prospect uh for professional sports and i i want to applaud the the nhl for for getting this together and making it work, yeah. you know, I mean, even if we don't end up getting this, it shows a concerted effort by the, the, the players association, Gary Bettman and all of the owners to, we want to bring you hockey, but we want to do it safely. And yeah. I mean, it's it, it and another black eye for major league baseball. I mean, we're talking about the one sport that it's really fine to play. Like you're not close up to people. You're not, no sweating on people, you're, you know, and we've seen in other countries in South Korea that baseball is up and happening. I mean, it's, they're playing baseball right now and the players union and the owners are squabbling over how much these players need to get paid and all this, all this nonsense. And they don't even have a game plan. So I, I would like to applaud the, uh, the NHL, and um, and I would like to boo Gary Bettman, obviously. <laughs> boo. Boo. So let's talk predictions. Okay. Uh, we will fill out our own brackets eventually and get them up on Instagram and Twitter. But if you had to pick a cup final right now, what would be your cup final? <sighs> Putting me on the spot. I mean, I know we were doing this episode and I probably should have <laughs> thought about it. But come on, man. I mean... Oh, it's so tough because the the NHL playoffs are tough when it is, you know, 16 teams and you know the seeding and you know who's going to play who. NHL is so matchup based that 
we don't even know what the rounds are going to be after this first playing round. So that's very, very difficult to predict. So it's almost like you want to go with a safer pick here. But my cup final is going to be the Colorado Avalanche. And, I mean, I've been talking them up. Uh, the Washington Capitals, I think. We're going to be fucking sunk this year! Ovi says it best. Um, I mean, yeah, I, obviously... I think that we should do a pre-bracket and try to predict the seating. And and then after the actual seating, we'll do a second bracket yeah. and we'll see who's closer. Because then that'll be a little easier to kind of go through. But just on the surface. Now, if it were to come and I'm – and let's say, let's say I'm not picking top seeds. Penguins are hard to bet against right now, man. Um, I think I'm going to go, if I'm picking outside of those top four seeds, I think I'm going to go the, the Flames, man. I'm, uh, yeah. I was liking what they were doing. So what about you? Do you think if they have you, enough firepower? I think Gaudreau can can step it up. I think it's, again, going to depend on matchups yeah. and what, what happens. But, uh, but They're going to get yeah. beat up in that playing round, though. That is, that is true. They're going to get beat up. That's true. I, I agree. Even without Big Buff there. What about you? Who do you? Who's your just on the surface final right now? From the West, as much as I want to say the Predators, if they get back, if they get past the Yotes, I don't see. I I truly don't see them beating any of the top four seeds in a seven game series. I think we can beat Vegas, and I, that is literally about it. And that's still going to be difficult. Oh right, I'm not saying we yeah. are. We'll beat Vegas. Like not we like not only do uh, is it going to be hard to beat Vegas, but we have to be on our game and the and. But we'll get we'll talk about that in a second. But I think out of that group, I like Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, not not. A I bad mean, call. if Drysidle keeps up what he's doing, I mean, they've got so much firepower. And in today's NHL, firepower is king. Scoring mm-hmm. goals is king. Uh, I think the Oilers, and I'm with you. I'm gonna be fucking sunk this year. Yeah, the Capitals, man. So, so Edmonton and Washington. Edmonton, that would be such a good final. I'm going to tell you, though, I think that I think it's just by nature of who we are. St. Louis Blues are getting a little disrespected yeah. right now. You know, uh, I, if somebody told me, oh, it's going to be St. Louis guaranteed from the from the West, it's not like I would throw my hands up and be surprised. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, St. Louis has shown not only are they defending uh, defending cup champions, but they were above and beyond the best hockey team in the West this year. Yeah, but towards the end there, the, they were getting the 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 distance between them and the other teams in the Central were closing. It was fast. Clo- it was closing, but the I mean injuries are playing a factor. Long grueling season, a team that's been there before, maybe hanging it up a few games here and there, and such a dominant lead. I mean, I agree. I mean, I'm that. I mean, I didn't pick them. I picked Colorado, yeah. and because I I believe in Colorado, I really, really think that uh, that McKinnon and Rantanen and Landeskog can lead that team. The biggest question for the Avalanche for me is depth. How are those back lines going to do? I mean, we if we're just talking number one line, it's hard to bet against them, and it's one of those situations where those guys can score at will if they wanted to. But it'll be it'll be very intriguing. But there's not really maybe one or two teams throughout this whole these whole seating this whole uh, this whole bracket or this whole playoff system 
that I don't think could get to the cup final. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee Florida getting to the cup final. I don't see the Islanders getting don't to the see cup Montreal. final. Montreal, obviously, probably not getting to the cup final. I don't see the Wild getting to the cup final. Coyotes, maybe. And depending on how the pre- what, depending on what Predators team comes, I'm not yeah. sure that I could bet on them to make it to the cup final. Uh, so say you're behind the bench right now. Who who do what goalie is playing game one for the Predators? Yeah, Pekka <sighs> or Saros. Great question. I think I think I gotta go Saros, man. Yeah, that or it's you tough. give Pekka the shortest of leashes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he his. I mean, it's 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 while he's a veteran, his experience in playoffs has shown that he, <laughs> it's nerve wracking. You know, and it's nerve wracking because when the guy goes in knowing he has a short leash, I mean, you're already yeah. mentally hampering him. But even if John Hines told him you're good to go in his head, he still knows he has a short leash. He knows. Yeah, I mean, he, he knows. He knows his know. experience. I, I mean, mean, he had one good. Really good playoffs, 2017. And, I mean, uh, other than that, it's been very, very spotty playoff performances. And the worst part is it's not that he's bad against high danger chances. He's bad against goals that should be saved, you know, and that's the worst part. I mean, you score a top-notch goal on on a goalie, even a fan, if if a fan is mad, it's hard to be mad at that guy when a guy top shelves you from behind six guys. But there are times that he's way too far out of net or he goes around on something that he shouldn't go around on and and has to save a high danger chance. Yeah, maybe he saved that, but diving and running and or skating, I should say, skating around a lot. That's his that's issue. He's not wearing t- skates. That's ti- <laughs> that's very tiring to, and especially to a thirty-five-year-old goaltender. So, as much as I hate to say it, I think that I would go with Saros, uh, honestly. Yeah. No, and I, I mean, I could, I could see that. Um, but let's talk about the format. Well, hold on. Oh. Let me let me hit you with a different question for maybe the other side of the uh, the other side of the bracket. Who's you're sitting behind the? The Penguins bench right now. Who are you starting in goal? That's a see. That's a tough question too. But for the opposite reason, that both players are playing yeah. pretty great, and I mean, how it's hard to bet against Tristan Jari, but Matt Murray being right there. I mean, you know? I don't. I mean, honestly, we say it's difficult, but let's be honest. You got a you got a guy who's won a Stanley Cup. You start with him. I mean, there's no question about it. Yeah. You start with the veteran. Yeah. How long has Jari been in the uh, league? I mean, he's been in the league three or four years. Okay. I mean, he's been backing up Murray for a few years. And Murray has shown at times that he can be very spotty himself. So I think that's a tough call. But, I mean, I agree. I think that you got to give Murray the opportunity. He's he's shown you he can do it before. I think another another interesting choice on the or for the Blue Jackets though is is their goalie situation. I mean, Merz Lickens was on was absolutely on fire, but Corpusalo should be back by now. You know, I mean, yeah. so that is a but Corpusalo hasn't played hockey in a long, long time, so it'd be hard for me to to get him in the game when Merz Lickens has literally played the best that you can play. Yeah, I'm not seeing any uh, update on his injury at first glance. I think he was already in the in the process of coming back, like okay. right as right before we we hit all this. So very intriguing. Yeah. I mean, we got a couple of good goalie goalie opportunities here to to take a look at. So obviously, a lot of thought went into this uh, format, 
and we I, I don't see any glaring issues with the format. But what would you like to have seen differently done to the format that, you know, they didn't do? If we're keeping like the 24 teams, change it. I mean, okay, whatever. Well, I mean, how would you have done it? Like the 20 uh, like the 24 teams, but I like the 30 team idea that you had yeah. and excluding <laughs> the one team that didn't make the playoffs. Um no, but I love the 24 teams, but me personally, I think it would be so dope to just have a 1 to 24 seeding and you you're going to get to see playoff matchups that you will never ever ever get to see again. But even going going oh, okay, we got to keep the east and the west cuz you don't want two east teams contending for the cup Which or I think whatever. is dumb. Why not? Who cares, right? The best two teams. Yeah. But uh but a 1 to 12 would have been really cool, uh I think. Uh but I mean it's it's hard to knock this playoff for What would you it's think about fun. a 31 team playoff where everyone does round robin games to find their seating? I would hate it. <laughs> I, I would I mean it would be utter chaos to watch. which the chaos. NHL already is. That's true. It would be cool but it wouldn't be fun, I don't think. I think you would get burnout on crap games for a while. Like dude, if you have to watch the Sharks play and then even worse if your team gets beat by the Sharks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there are teams Toronto that, has an off night against the Sharks. Any any given, you know, this is the NHL so like any given night any team can win so I don't think that I would like to have a bunch of teams that definitely don't deserve to be there there are some teams that you know you could argue maybe don't deserve to be in this format but it's you know there's not any team that outright like oh my goodness I cannot believe this team is playing maybe the Habs they had stretches and they had they had had have good players and some good youth and I mean so Look, if the the Habs go out there and play their best hockey, I still think it would be a stretch for them to beat the Penguins. They got a really bad draw uh, themselves, you know. So, but personally, I I'm excited. I'm very excited. I like a lot of these matchups, and and it is cool because we are getting to see some matchups that we may never get to see before. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Flames and the Jets, and then and the Oilers and the Blackhawks, and then the Canucks and the Wild. There, this is literally Pacific playing the central in every single one of these playing rounds and that's awesome that is really cool because we're stuck in this format now where you're playing the same teams over and over again each year in the playoffs and it's not fun it's yeah. not i mean oh well we got to play dallas or we got to play minnesota or we or or dallas has to play minnesota or we have to play the blue it's just boring. I mean, it's yeah. not boring because it's the most exciting playoffs in, in my opinion, in all of sports. It, it is, it is exciting from top to bottom, and it doesn't matter which game you're playing. But it, you know, you're like, oh, well, I got to watch this matchup again. And as much fun as it is to watch Philadelphia and Pittsburgh battle it out every year in that two and three spot. This will be fun to get to see the Penguins play the Habs or and uh, the the Leafs play the the Blue Jackets and so I'm very excited about how they they really thought this out and I just want to see a Calgary Edmonton matchup. Yeah, I mean right, right. I mean because of issue because of stuff that's happened between them yeah. this year, but that is more you you'll normally be able to see a Flames Oilers matchup if if the if the chips fall right. So I'm just kind of excited to get to see some matchups that maybe we wouldn't see. Yeah. But what about you? What would you do to, if you had your druthers, I love using that word, though, <laughs> by the way. If you had your druthers, what would you 
do to change the playoff. So I'm not a huge fan of the round robin format. Yeah, I didn't like that as much, but I think it's intriguing. Yeah, um, I think they should have just, I mean, the division, I mean, just taken point percentages how they were and give them the seed. Uh, 24 teams, maybe down to 20. Okay. You know, maybe, you know, make it a little bit shorter because let's be honest, this is all, this is going to take a long time to finish. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than obviously the 30 it, team format, which would have been hilarious. It's, it's hockey, Bobby. So there is a lot of finish guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one thing I did want to talk about was that there was some talk about, they don't know if they're going to be able to like, so say they get, say that Chicago gets picked as one of the hubs. They're not sure if they can do other teams, goal horns in the arena which means that every single goal by no matter who scores would be Chelsea Dagger. Okay. We're talking about an industry. You're telling me we can set up different goal horns on a friggin' tablet <laughs> and put it and pump it into our recording. That would be, you have, bro, you have uh, at least, at least a month <laughs> to figure <laughs> it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. it it's tough. But like, dude, just megahorn it or something or megaphone it or how something, weird man. would it be to see the Preds score and hear chelsea dagger yeah i would uh <laughs> i would be frustrated to say the least but i mean or even better how awesome would it now, be to hear the preds goal horn in in uh, the united center that would be cool see that would be cool but but real but really there's only one hub that i think no you gotta do what that team does whenever they score Columbus, baby. Oh, you yeah. gotta shoot off that cannon, bro. That would be the <laughs> dopest. Did you ever hear the story about the Columbus cannon? Because they use like it's just like whatever yeah, blanks and they, are. And they accidentally use like the full amount. <sighs> well, they didn't use a full. They were like, all right, well, let's oh, just try a half. half. Yeah. yeah. And you know, just in normal arenas, like everybody's in their office and working. It's like like morning time. And they said they shot that that half shot. <laughs> And they said people were coming out of their office. They were like, we thought we were get, like, this was like a, a terrorist attack, <laughs> dude. And so I think they use like an eighth or a 16th yeah. of a shot now. Uh, but see, that would be dope. Yeah. yeah. I think there's no way you can't switch the cannon, dude. That's the, I bomb. just hope that they don't do like a, Oh, the higher seat is the home team. So only they get the goal see, horn. Each team should have their goal horn. That would no be, matter what. That would be missing a real opportunity because this you got to do everything you can do to enter and and hockey itself yeah. is entertaining enough but there's going to be nobody's allowed to go watch their team play play hockey and both teams wear their home seemed, jerseys it seems right it seems like it would be a easy way to appease a lot of people yeah. you know i mean that would be so cool to see other teams goal horns especially rivals of that team their goal horn like to see Tim McGraw pop up in the United Center, <laughs> and that would be one of the coolest things. And I, I feel like, I feel like they don't un. I mean, they probably do understand. They probably just don't want to put in the work, but they don't understand like how much people would dig on that, and they would get so much props for one little thing for playing a noise in another person's yeah. arena. I think that would be so cool. Uh, I don't know if this is true, and because I don't care if it's true or not, I just I'm gonna bring it out. I heard that NBC is gonna is gonna like let you like record some crowd noise, and they're gonna pump some fake crowd noise into the <laughs> games and stuff, and that would be cool. Yeah. I think that would be super awesome to be like, hey, I wasn't there, but I was. Yeah. L- listen here, listen here. 
Ah, that was me. That was me. Speaking of that, how do you think the lack of fans is going to affect the players? Not at all. I don't think that. I don't think all. that it will be a factor in the slightest because they tune us out anyway. How heavily do you think it's going to affect the the viewing experience? I home? think that it's going to affect it none. They, because what I hope they do is that they mic up the ice and mic up the players. Yeah. Here well, the, we got to be careful. <laughs> so they do what they do with the last dance. Have it have the regular game, the family friendly, non mic'd up version on NBC Sports, but over on the Ocho, have everything mic'd up. Or let me hit you with this Cinemax, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, if they told you, like, look, we're going to do a dollar pay per view and you get to hear anything and everything that is said, I'd pay for every single if they, game. If they told me right now, 150 bucks, and I get to watch the entire playoff format unedited, unfiltered. I'd pay that in a heartbeat. I feel like this is uh, what's the what's the uh, HBO show uh, with the football teams? What is it? Uh, hard knocks. Hard yeah, knocks. like if we got hard knocks going, that see that would be dope. And especially why don't they hockey. have a hard knocks for hockey? It seems like the perfect sport to do it. Well, it see because I would say because they don't. They don't have the time to edit it. <laughs> that would just be so much editing because hockey's a—they're ho- ridiculous, man. They, I, I think that it would be pretty scary to hear everything on the ice. But I mean, it would be—I think that it would affect. I think it's going to be cool. I don't think it's going to affect the viewership yeah. at all. I think that maybe if a, a lot of other sports were happening and this was just a one-off thing, that then. Maybe people would drift away from it, but we're talking about people are starved for real content. Yeah. And so like a actual playoff series going on. I mean, dude, people were digging on people fake driving, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like driving video games and like, you know, you're the oldest school redneck that you ever knew in your entire life was jazzed up about virtual racing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I think that I don't think I think it'll be I think they'll have the some of the biggest uh, some of the biggest uh, viewership that they've ever had. So who do you think uh, just before we sign off, who do you think benefits the most? What team has benefited the most from this format? The easy answer would be the teams that weren't going to get in. Yeah, already. Uh, but, but of the, the teams that were, were going to be in the playoffs, what team benefited the most and what team? Uh, hate probably hates this the most. Uh, the team that probably hates this the most would be. I'm gonna go with that one first. The team that probably hates this the most would, my guess would be, the Maple Leafs. They having to go in and play a, a healthy Columbus potentially at their yeah. arena. Um. And then being told, oh, you have to beat them. Oh, and then you might still have to play Boston in the first round. Yeah. So I think that the Maple Leafs are frustrated, uh, probably frustrated with this. But I think the team that benefited the most, it's it's hard not to say the teams that were suffering injuries and were having bad stretches. I think that Philly probably suffered because they were on such a hot streak and then just abruptly had to stop. I think Washington probably probably benefited from the break. So having that uh, veteran core, giving time to rest up. Columbus obviously benefited due to their um, their massive amounts of injuries. Edmonton, I would say, benefited 
because yeah. of you know getting getting their guys back in action. Yeah, but do you think um, this affects Drysaddle's hot hot streak? And nah. or do you think he can just turn that switch? Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that can just turn it up, yeah. turn it up. And besides the fact that even if he doesn't turn it up. You know the other guy they have on their team can always turn it yeah. up. He's he's a little good. At he's Hopkins. all right. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, but I think there are definitely some beneficiaries. I think the Coyotes benefited. I think that I, I think I don't know if the Preds benefited. I think that we may be one of those that didn't benefit as yeah, much. No, I think it's more neutral yeah. than it is anything for us. We didn't get hurt or we did but we didn't benefit either. Um Blackhawks obviously benefited cuz they have a real chance of going and winning another yeah. cup being a 12 seed. Uh I think the Avalanche benefited getting a, getting some injury and some rest even though they're young, they have some superstar core to them. So I think that they benefited. But yeah, I mean, I think that that would pretty much be I mean, everybody benefited or or got hurt essentially and some were more neutral. But those are my kind of just looking through them and saying who benefited and who didn't. What about you, man? You got anybody outside of what I just said? Man, that... I think uh Washington benefited the most yeah. with their veteran core. You know, you know those guys. They don't have the drive saddles and the McDavid's who can just, you know, obviously Ovi can just turn it on. But even Ovi at his age needs time to recoup a little bit. What about Brandon Leipzig though? <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he didn't benefit. <laughs> no, he did not benefit from this time off. Um, and then as far as I mean, I want to say Philly because yeah. they were they were just gonna coast in. And now they've got to play against you know. I mean, I think I think that I think the the, the top four teams really didn't benefit from this because yeah. the, they've got to play that round robin, and then that they, means nothing essentially except yeah. for who you get to play. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that. Yeah, but all right, guys. Uh, before we sign off, do you have anything uh, you want to leave us off? No, buddy, go Preds. That's what I gotta say, man. Go you know Preds where our, you know and, where our loyalties yeah. lie. But most of all, go sports. Go. Friggin' sports, dude. I'll be okay. Look, no, no, I can't say it. I was going to say I'd be okay if the Blackhawks or the Blues won. No, no, I wouldn't be. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, I would fight for the asterisks for sure. For sure, man. But all right, everyone, this is an awesome special episode. We will see you guys uh, next week, I guess. Have a King Cobra. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.